Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, September 8, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? First order of business, what's the horizontal line? 449.50 running across the screen. We'll get to that later. It is, in fact, or was support. We talked about it last night. Turned out to be true today. We're going to get more into that later. It doesn't necessarily look like it from a daily chart perspective, but there's stuff happening under the covers. We have what to discuss. We're going to look at the bear case. We're going to look at the bull case. We're going to be the umpire calling balls and strikes. A couple of things from an observation standpoint. Number one, can this be a high in the market, and can that be it for a while? And the answer is, it can, but it's not likely. Meaning, it's unlikely that the market puts in, and we'll call it an important high, like that. It's usually accompanied by volume, some kind of hoopla involved. It's rare that it just kind of peters out like that. That's just an observation from where I sit. Can they be recocking the weapon one more time? The answer is, why not? Again, we just have to look at it like this. They did it here. They did it here. They did it here. They did it here. I don't know what they're going to do here, but they might do it here. That's been the theme. You could see how they're spaced apart. It's not exactly equal, but it's not that far apart either. There's a hint of market symmetry working on the daily chart. One of the other telltale signs of a trend change is going to be when they don't continue to make higher lows. Here's what we're talking about. Here's a low, here's a higher low, here's a higher low, here's a higher low. We'll see what happens next. They make another higher low, looks like another recocking of the weapon. That's what it is until the point in which they make a lower low this is a line in the sand from where I sit. There's really no secrets involved in that. That's more of a technical stuff 101. Remember, we're getting into an important time period again in the middle of September. At this point, based on how the cycles work, we don't know whether it's going to come in as a high or a low. However, if it does come in as a high, that's information we want to know. If it comes in as a low, we may have another recocking of the weapon on our hands. Let's zero in on some other stuff on the daily chart. We're going to talk a little bit more later when we get inside the numbers about the 449.50, but let's talk for a second about a lower number, which is the breakup candle low that comes in at 447. So we're talking about the candle, the daily candle from the 27th of August. Now, we all know that being inside my head is a dangerous place to be, but in real time, I'm going to walk you through how I'm looking at that price area, that price zone. I'm actually going to develop a price zone or support area as a result of that and a couple of other things. Let's get started. So the breakup candle low, we're going to round down to 447. It comes in at 447.06. We're just going to call it 447. Now, we also have another important spot right here that has a high of 447.11. 
So we know that this area is essentially a breakout area. We're going to mark it like this. Now, you might say, well, the market broke out and it kind of came back and did a retest and then it went back up. And I would say, not really, I would say it threatened to go back down, reversed, and then broke out. So this still is an important area that high, right around 447, which coincides with a breakup candle low at what? 447. That area is, in fact, the next. And when I say next, because today we already had one from a smaller or shorter time frame perspective, but that would be the next logical area of support. And the answer or the reason is because it is a former breakout area. You'll also notice that slightly above that area is the 20 period moving average. Now, let's just think about this logically. Every time they've come down to recock the weapon, they've spiked through the 20 period moving average, made it look like they were gonna collapse, only to reverse back above and continue making new highs. So, for the foreseeable future, meaning the days ahead, forget about next month, Forget about six weeks from now. We're talking about in the near term. And here's the reason why. Because we have to have an awareness. Sometimes they'll look like they're coming down. You think they're going to recock the weapon, make a higher low and all that stuff. But they keep going. And that's fine. If they do that, we know that this is an important line in the sand. But another scenario is they actually make a low. They start back up. They have a failure somewhere up here, and then they collapse. So we haven't seen one of those yet. That's obviously going to be on the table into the future because we know something. We know one thing's for sure. The market won't keep going up forever. It may go up for a while longer, but it may not go up forever. Doesn't feel like it. It feels like the market will go up forever. We've had that conversation before. I get it. We're just going with, at some point, they're going to get to a final destination in price and time, and that's going to be the end. They're not going to send you a postcard in advance. You're likely going to wake up to something, or something will happen in the middle of the day. That's the way it works. Back to the tape. So we're working with 447. So we'll mark it on the screen, and we'll know a couple of things. Spiking through the 20 period moving average, at least of late, is garden variety market behavior. So the fact that the 20 is above 447, no big deal. It kind of fits in to the master puzzle. We know another thing that when a market tells you a certain price is important, and it is essentially this price at 447, this candle here ran up to that price, was rejected. We know that that is a breakout area. Markets like to do what? You got it. They like to come back and run a test of a former breakout or former breakdown area. That being the case, that doesn't mean they hit it on the nose. A lot of times, they'll spike it through. They could spend a day or so below it. This is a daily chart. They don't have to hit and run on the same day. That's what happened before. They got below the 20. They spent some time from a psychological perspective they made you think it was over. They made you think the market was going to roll over until they reversed, and then following day, nothing's wrong. That's the way it works. 
So what we need to do is drill down to some other charts to try and find that area that's maybe below 447 that would make logical and common sense as a destination for the tape. We take a look at the 240-minute chart. What do we have? Interestingly enough, we have a couple of things that are important, they're interesting. We have a 50-period moving average slightly below 446.50. We're rounding again. Also, we have one of these areas where the market gapped up. So this is essentially classified as a breakout area. But we also have the gap down below. So here, the low is 445.14. We're rounding to 445. And here, the gap is 443.37. And so we have a spot around 445, and if below, we know the next destination would be 443 and change, a la the gap. Right now, I'm not necessarily looking for something that's like 40 handles below that 447 spot. For the purposes of this exercise, we're going with, they're going to find stability somewhere in the neighborhood of or below 447. So what's below 447? Well, the logical thing is really this, which is the 445 low. Doesn't mean they have to get there, but what we have is 446.50, which is a 50-period moving average. This will change slightly as time goes on. And then below that, we have 445. So we're going to say the 50-period moving average, 446.5, give or take, and below all the way down to 445, is an area, and this is, by the way, it starts at 447. So it's 447 to 445. It's a two-point area, 20 S&P handles, where the market should find garden variety of chart support. Could take time if it's in the morning with the morning rush and a lot of hoopla going on. It could take a couple of hours to develop. It could take a day or so to develop they could stay there for a little while, but generally speaking, between 447 and 445 is garden variety of chart support. And there it is. There's your zone, and how or when is this good for? This is good over the next few days. For now, we'll just call it for the remainder of this week. If we find price down in that zone, whether it be Thursday or Friday, you should see a bounce away back up north in the other direction out of that zone under normal garden variety market conditions. What does that mean? It means we use the 80-20 rule, 80% 80 of the time you're going to get a bounce from this spot. 20% of the time it's going to be the ugly and something else is developing. The door opens for the gap below around 443 and change. We already talked about it. And then all that kind of stuff is handled in real time for inside the number members. What about the flip side? What if we wake up tomorrow and the market is pushing higher? Well, what do we have? We have the former highs from the other day, and then we have no man's land. So it's no big deal. They would just be continuing to eat time off the clock at or near the all-time highs. There is both sides of the tape from an umpire's vantage point. Let's switch gears for a second and talk about this tail candle from today, the first 240-minute candle from this afternoon. Why did the market find support 
at 449.50. We talked about it last night. We're going to go to a different chart to blow it up so that you can see it more clearly. This was the shorter term version of a breakout area. The market runs up here, trades away, comes back, breaks out, comes back, finds support, if nothing else, from an intraday perspective again under normal garden variety conditions. So based on what happened today, this is the exact schematic we just laid out on the daily chart and the 240 minute chart if the market should come down sooner than later where the next major area of support is. Let's check out inside the numbers. Here are the early thoughts. We're gonna go through the commentary. I urge you to pause it, read the notes, and go back to the chart to double check the work if you're at all interested to be active in the market during the trading day. They ran a test of the big fat round number during the overnight Globex session. Another one test on the docket later this morning as a question. That means, are we gonna see this test again? Are they going to run a regular session retest? When I saw what happened overnight, that's the first thing on my mind at zero dark 30. Here's some imagery with the pre-market activity from this morning. This is 5 o'clock a.m. They come down, they make a low of 449.39 and bounce up. Funny how that works. That's what it looks like without the pre-market activity. Same price, they spike it a little bit lower, and they do the exact same thing. It was one of those things where the writing was on the wall. The question is, was it in invisible ink? We had some stuff up north if they should push higher, but they did not. Yesterday, they had a bearish pattern we discussed at length in the video. That's right here, the bearish wedgish pattern from yesterday. Under normal garden variety market conditions, there would be another leg down. So here's what we have at zero dark 30. We have a bearish pattern from yesterday. We have an overnight session that ran a test of the essential completion of the bearish pattern and a test of the breakout area. And oh, by the way, it was a gap. So the only question is, was it the thieves in the night and they're not gonna do it during the day or are they gonna do it during the day? And here it is. The question we have now is whether or not they're gonna run another test. That's it. That's the only thing that was really focused on at zero dark 30 leading up to the early morning part of the session. Let's see what else we have as the day got underway. Had a little comment before the opening bell as SMAR, one of the stocks on the move, started to melt down before the opening bell. We'll circle back to stocks on the move later. 928, right before the opening bell. 450.35 could provide a bounce if reached quickly. Five minute chart, right of the vertical, today's activity. First candle, second candle. Low of candles, 450.35, the rally back, they fill the gap, they give you the scalp trade. This was for aggressive traders. Let me explain. To take a position right at the opening bell, right before, right after the opening bell, it's more risky than waiting to see the character of the tape. How's the tape trading? Is it low volume? Is it high volume? Is it something we couldn't see in the pre-market or is it the norm? Traders that jump on board at a number like that right out of the gate understand that they might have to buy another number. They might get a pie in the face. They're well aware of this. It's for the aggressive trader. 
the numbers work. Here's the funny part. They went to my number. They didn't actually go to the official gap number at that time. How you doing? Here's a 60-minute chart. Here's the gap. You can take one of two numbers. I don't even care which one you use at this point. The opening print was 450.33. The closing print was 450.20. And the low in that candle was 450.35. They went to my number. All right, let's see what else we have as the day gets underway. 450.35 on the nose. They bounced up. We saw all that. There was the resistance areas for traders that were long from the opening bell. What I urge you to do is read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. I want to highlight a couple of important things in the interest of time, and then we'll move on. Let's fast forward a little bit to just later in the session, right here, 10.32, 449.50, give or take, is the next spot I'm willing to take a long trade. If reached sooner than later, that's what will happen. Let's see where that was in the session. Here's 10.30, here's the candle ending 10.35. So it was somewhere in the middle of this candle. I'm saying 449.50 is my spot. Plenty of time. Let's keep going, see what happened. It's a give or take area. Remember from last night's video about the breakout area. This is it, but it's not an exact science, more of an art form. The point here is they're likely to find a morning low somewhere in this zone. What did they do? In that zone, they found the morning low. Let me ask you this. Do you think this information can benefit you if you're actively trading the S&P 500 or one of the other vehicles, ES, micros, options? It doesn't matter. If you're trading this thing, can this information benefit you? You have to answer that question for yourself. Not only am I giving you the numbers, I'm giving you the why, the whole idea is to have an understanding of why they're doing what they're doing, and if, in fact, they're going to do the thing they normally do, you can be comfortable in a trade rather than guessing and have your fingers on a chalkboard. They're still not going to all work out, but you have a different outlook going into the trade, a different expectation going into the trade. So as things go on here, the bull-bear battle was going on, and we notice... When price gets to a certain number, all of a sudden the bull bear battle thing goes on. We talked about it last night. That tells you that that number is in fact important. Bulls need to get back above 449.50 to get the next pop higher. And then we start in with the booking profits along the way and we scroll along. And by 11.14, it was official. The former breakout area worked and traders who took the deal were paid at least the minimum with more to go. Take profit along the way, they should get to 451 or more. Famous last words. Again, with the five-minute chart, here's the 1230 candle ending. What was the high? 450.86. They almost got there, pulled back. What was the high here? 451.05. So they got to 451. Hopefully you get the point. I'm going to scroll up, pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double-check the work. We're going to circle back to stocks on the move so that we can take a look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. We had a couple of screw jobs. We had a nice little laundry list on the board today, but the only ones that hit were going to be VRT, and we're going to take a look at SMAR also. 
we might take a peek at one or two others that came with that near-miss type of scenario. VRT, getting a haircut at the opening bell, 2620 was my number. They come up just a few pennies short. Below was a nickel higher. They rally away. They do the deal and then some. They come back to the number. They do the deal again, and then they come back down again. So we know this number was important. They didn't do it in the manner in which I prefer. So for me, it was a no trade. Pulte Group, 49.45 was my number. The low here, first thing in the morning, was 49.56. They pulled up short, rallied away, did the deal, started coming back to it at the end of the day. We can rest assured it's likely that number will be hit tomorrow. S-M-A-R. So what happened with this one, it started to collapse right before the opening bell. It was somewhat of a screw job. This is what happened leading into the opening bell. So the last 15 minutes, the stock's all the way up here, 78 bucks. I'm thinking it might not even get there today. I'm not even looking at it. All of a sudden, the thing melts down in the last 15 minutes right before the opening bell, and it opens below the number. The opening print was 71.21, and then it rallied right back up. That's, by definition, a screw job. We know that zone was important. It was important enough to do the deal, just not in the manner in which I prefer. It was a better day for S&P traders from inside the numbers than it was for stocks on the move traders. Some traders do both. We have something for everybody. Some days are better than others for stocks on the move. Some days are better than others for the S&P trades. Some days is a bonanza. We have all of the above. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Down two and a half bucks today, 1% into the 100 period moving average. But it's just a pullback until it's not. Above all the moving averages, there's nothing wrong. Below the moving averages, at this point, different story. So let's say, for argument's sake, they ran a test of this breakup candle low. The low is 220.57. If they did that, they'd start getting below three out of the four moving averages. It would be interesting to see what would happen if they did that. What would happen if they closed a day or two below the low of this breakup candle. That's a problem. That would be the bare case. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Make sure we note and remember that the IWM is my favorite market leading indicator. The transports is my second favorite market leading indicator, a number one canary in the coal mine. Okay, so what do we have? Looking at it from an objective standpoint, common sense, we're below an important number. We're below moving averages. That's not a bullish signal. How about that trend line? So what happens if they break this trend line? That's bearish. If they break this trend line, do you think they would stop at the 200 period moving average? Or would the ultimate destination, if this were to break, would be lower? And the answer is it would be lower because they've basically been hovering right over the 200 period moving average for a while. So therefore, the longer they did this, the less likely it is that this is support. Now, if it came down in this zone here, that would have been support even down here. That would have been likely support. The farther out we get on the chain, the less likely the 200 period moving average is support and the more likely price would break lower. That's the way this works. 
you revert to the weekly chart and you say, well, wait a minute. If they've basically been eating time off the clock like this all this time, then on a weekly chart perspective, it looks to me like they're headed for the 50-period moving average or lower. We have a number that's a line in the sand. Above 14,760, she's okay. Below 14,760 and continuing to close day after day and then week after week below that number, she's not okay. That was our line in the sand a couple of weeks ago. It remains our line in the sand. Have they gone anywhere in a couple of weeks? No. What about the Silicon Valley people? Q cubed. Nothing wrong at this point. Above all the moving averages, they're eating time off the clock. A buck fifty down on a $380 stock is a drop in the bucket. We're not going to make a federal case out of that. Doesn't mean they can't or won't come down. And if you're thinking they might come down, you may have been looking at the 120-minute chart, how they're making a bearish wedgish thing underneath the 20-period moving average. 377, 376 would be the target. We'll call it 376 for good measure. We'll leave it up on the board, see what happens. The financials continue to leak away from the 20-period moving average. We have a double top scenario, and now we have a line in the sand, the moving averages. There is a big time area right here. Moving averages, all this support, if they give that up and then subsequently give this up, that's Irene time. What's Irene time? It's good night Irene time. If they bounce off the moving averages and head back up, we're looking at a breakout or potential triple top scenario. What about Smash Mouth? Check out what they did. Again, proof in the pudding when we see this stuff work over and over and over again, you start to realize, hey, wait a minute, I could use this to my advantage to make money. Where do I put all this stuff together? In the course, Lazy E-mini Trader, where you get all these little tidbits, but it's wrapped up so that you can comprehend how the foundation of the market works. Here's what I'm talking about. You got a breakup candle. The low is 267.32. What's today's low? 267.03. They bounce off of it, close up two bucks. Not up two bucks on the day, up two bucks from that general area. How you doing? Above all the moving averages, nothing wrong with smash mouth. They made a double top. They tried to break out. They're beneath the former high, but above the moving averages, technically speaking, Absolutely nothing wrong with this chart. Once again, the 120-minute chart is not confirming nothing wrong with this chart. Now, a couple of options. Maybe it's a bearish, flaggish, wedgish kind of thing that goes sideways for a little while longer, then goes down again. However, they could also rally up to run a test of what? Yeah, the breakdown candle high. We don't know which one is going to happen, but when you know which one of two things are going to happen, it gives you a better odd scenario than the next guy. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.